Welcome to the Social Impact Level Up podcast. This podcast is made from the spaces I host every week on the Clubhouse app in the Social Impact Level Up Club. If you don't know me, I'm Wendy B, and I am a coach for socially conscious entrepreneurs. I help you develop your social impact mission, clarify your vision, and turn your ideas into action. Every week, I talk to leaders with a social impact mission about money mindset and manifestation. We also hold weekly spaces for our collective to join forces and change the world. In each episode, you'll hear me moderate the conversation with my two co-hosts, Rodrigo Bravo and Santiago Caceres. Through this podcast, we hope that you will learn, grow, and thrive with our collective. Hello, everybody. My name is Rodrigo Bravo. I am uh, one of the co-hosts here for the Social Impact Level Up Club, where we talk about all things entrepreneur. We tackle issues regarding money, regarding following our passions, regarding how to set things up, all kinds of different topics and really geared towards the entrepreneur. Uh, My name is Rodrigo Bravo. I am a entrepreneur. I am a licensed mediator, as well as a co-parenting coach consultant. So what I do is I help folks overcome issues. Um, I, you know, the the arguments, conflicts, uh, it's considered ADR, alternative dispute resolution. So as to avoid judges, lawyers, and the entire judicial process. Uh, One of the other things that I also do is I am a co-parenting coaching consultant. I use my education. I also use my experience as a father of two. My two boys who are now 21 and 17, they they have different moms. And I had a fantastic experience with my youngest mom. And I had a difficult experience with my oldest mom. I now see all that as part of me becoming my uh, passion, which is helping others avoid those pitfalls when navigating that tricky trajectory that is co-parenting. So those are my two, those are the two things that I do. I also do some other things, which is probably what we're going to talk about as well. Our mind over money, when your money doesn't mind. What exactly does that mean, right? Well, sometimes we have to think above our money. We have to think above what's going on with our money. Because sometimes our money doesn't mind. Our money doesn't care what's going on. Sometimes it's easy to not worry about money when the money's pouring, when you have the prospect. But what do you do when you're, the money's not there, right? When you're thinking, like, okay, where's the next dollar coming through? What, what's going on here? And so that's why we're holding this room right now. We're going to be talking about just different ways of making sure that we kind of make that distinction between our money and between our mindset and how important that is going through. Uh, just a reminder, everybody, everybody that's in the mezzanine right now and everybody that joins us on stage, this room is being recorded and we are using it for our podcast, our Social Impact Level Up podcast. Uh, we're 15 episodes deep, y'all, and I am very appreciative as well as Wendy is regarding, you know, this, the, uh, the room itself, you know. What I wanted to, you know, what I want to do is go ahead and welcome anybody to the stage if you have any uh, questions or if you want to share or if you want to talk about, you know, our topic right now, you know, feel free to come through. Feel free to raise your hand and come up and let's talk about it, you know. But today what I'm going to do 
is I want to talk about, again, getting our mind over money and when your money doesn't mind. And so really, really appreciative for everybody coming through. Uh, oh, my co-host, Wendy, is here. Wendy, how are you today? I'm good. I'm good. I was just uh, laughing at the title when you sent this to me because I said, man, my money, it needs to start binding. That's <laughs> really for sure. <laughs> Right. What 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 what's uh what better way to, to like discuss that, right? And why it's important to make sure that our mindset stays over the money. It could be difficult sometimes. And I appreciate you as always leading the charge when it comes to these topics, these conversations. I also want to welcome uh folks that are in the audience, particularly Cynthia, who is also a small business owner, as well as Christina, who is also a small business owner. And uh I particularly I uh, appreciate both of them being here among everybody else that's going to join us later on because they, I feel of all the people that I've met, especially when it comes to this uh, social audio landscape, I feel Cynthia and Christina really embody that, that, uh, that duality, right. Of having to hustle and having to do this and do things that maybe they don't even want to do, but understanding that, Hey, my money, the, the money needs to come in. I got to think this way. My mindset has to be this way. So uh, hopefully they'll be able to come up in a little bit once we get started into the topic. But what does that mean, mind over money, when your mind, money doesn't mind? So, Wendy, you already shared right now that, you know, maybe your money needs to buy, start minding this business, right? Start coming through and whatnot, right? How, how, do you, how do you feel about that, though? What is your mindset? When you see that, you know, maybe, okay, I need to get this done. I need to get this. How do you feel about that? Yeah, it's, it's interesting because I want to feel anxious, right? Like there's this part of me that wants, I feel like that there's two ends of the spectrum. I want to feel anxious and then I want to feel apathetic. <laughs> Those are my two choices of feelings. One, it's like, ah, oh, this is so annoying. And, uh, I feel as if I should be doing something about this, but then two, I'm also like, okay, I'm, I'm also to continue with the A descriptions amused at the same time, because I realize you know, in retrospect, it's not that I waste money, but I realized where there were months where I felt like I was wasting time. And I don't know that I was necessarily wasting time, but I was spending money and not having a revenue source to come into me. And there were, there's been a lot of time that I have an entire website that I have not monetized. And as I'm looking at simple things like Google AdSense or little things that I could have already been doing, um, like adding more, um, more links to Amazon affiliates to uh, products and things on pages that I already have a lot of traffic on. And I know that this is something that I should be doing. So when I'm going through my feelings, I'm also processing what is my strategy. And sometimes the fact that I have a strategy or that I know there is a strategy and I've identified a oopsie, I probably have an income stream here that I'm not using. I feel better about the feeling. And so I think that entrepreneurship, again, as we say before, takes the consistent action. And it's like, where do you choose to place your energy and placing your energy in, in a spot that's going to bring you money in and ease your mind is really good, but it doesn't always happen every single day. And we talk about this in this club, not every day is a day that you're earning, but you're doing. And when you're doing, essentially you are contributing to the earning. And I've been doing a 
crap ton of doing. And so I feel as if I should be more anxious, but I'm not as anxious as I should be. But I definitely feel like, okay, this is like fire under my butt. I need to be moving forward on some things. And um, I can tell the difference between the actions I'm choosing to make now when I feel a little more confident in my business and what I'm doing and what services I provide than when I was first starting out and spent a good few months, like I said, almost quote unquote wasting time, but not really wasting time, but just sorting through what was going on in my entrepreneur journey. It was so new that I didn't always have the ability to put things out quickly. I had to learn. And that learning process is something that now in retrospect, I'm like, God, I wish I would have been able to learn that faster, but there's no way to learn faster. You just have to learn by learning. No, that's that's a that's a great way of kind of breaking all that down. Uh, there was two key points that I heard you say, and I want to really emphasize those two because one of them especially is exactly what it takes to make sure that you have your mind over money, and you and, and make sure that you are able to kind of offset those feelings, right? And one of them was consistency, consistency, and making sure that you put that kind of front and center when it comes to the work that you're doing and making sure that it, it does work out, even when it's not working out, you know, right? So sometimes, even though you may be thinking one way, like, oh, no, it's not happening, this and that, there's another thing that should be telling you, no, you got to keep doing it, keep be consistent, make sure that you take the time to continue doing what you got to do. That's that consistency that really helps. And just like you, Wendy, I, I failed, I failed miserably at kind of making sure that I took the reins when it came to my my website, my social media presence, uh, all kinds of different things, because I saw the money coming in, and that was probably the one of the biggest failures on my part, because every, the clients were coming in, people were coming in, and they were coming in naturally and organically without make, me making any type of push, and that's great, right? Now I'm like, oh man, everything's good, but I didn't develop those consistent habits that I needed to do in order to make sure I keep it going. So in other words, I had a good push, I had a good, you know, feedback, people are coming in. You're supposed to uh, kind of um, put that energy, put that enthusiasm, repackage it and put it out there again so that more people come in, right? So it's a cycle. It's a almost, almost like a feedback loop, right? But I failed to do that. I didn't do that. I kind of relied on just what's been getting me there which is word of mouth and people, you know, hearing my story and this and that. And now that is kind of drying up a little bit. I'm like, wow, I, I really should have done a, little bit, a much better job of being consistent with my content and going through and doing what I got to do. So I really appreciate you sharing that because uh, I have that same feeling too, right? Where you want to get anxious. Um, and, but if you have a safety net, sometimes that anxiety isn't there. And so what ends up happening is you turn to complacency. And I think a lot of times for, you know, entrepreneurs, especially for those that are, you know, doing well, you know, you can be complacent if you don't have that kind of that hustle, that that spirit that's kind of pushing you there. And I think somebody that really does a good job of kind of showing that is Cynthia. I've never heard Cynthia 
really take a break from her words. But she is damn consistent when it comes to post something on her Facebook, going to a group on uh, TikTok, you know, posting a video, doing this, doing that. She is a model of consistency and making sure that she puts that stuff out there because she knows she's developed those habits and she knows she needs to keep putting consistent output. Why? To encourage those folks that she's already uh, uh, had, that she that's already following her, to continue following her, and to share her products, and so that when new folks come in, there's new content. Plus, there's all that old content that they can go through, and then it just kind of again that feedback loop it keeps going. And so when she has her mindset is over her money. I mean, I know the money's good, but I know Cynthia is still stuck on like, hey. I'm going to continue doing what I'm doing and do it and keep on doing it. And it doesn't matter if the money's there or not. It's just going to, it's going to keep going. And when I, so I think that's one of the main things is consistency, right? Making sure that you are consistent with what you're doing, even when what you're doing may not be consistent. The money's not coming in the whole time or it fluctuates or there's money's going through or whatnot. And I think that's one of the key, one of the most important parts uh, is this consistency. And then the second thing that I would say when it comes to mind over money is making sure that you kind of distinguish where that money comes from. I know you and I, Wendy, we've taken on this entrepreneur journey uh, almost together, really. I mean, I think I started, in fact, my anniversary for my registry for my business here in the state of Texas is May 4th. And so on May 4th, that is one year when I officially applied and grant, or was given my LLC. It's not when I started though. I, I wasn't I wasn't done with any of my modules just yet so I can officially start. But for all intents and purposes, that is the birthday of my business, right? And so I think you and I, we both started kind of in the same yeah. uh, kind of spirit, you know? Mine is uh, around I, June 16th when I lost my job, so... <laughs> So yeah, no, it's a exactly. very, very prescribed day for me. <laughs> no, no, and, and that's and that's uh, but but we started kind of in the same spot, right? In the same spirit. We both come from a corporate environment, also working in government institutions. So we we really have kind of a shared trajectory when it comes to that. But more importantly, I think, and maybe here's where I would love for you to contribute, is knowing the difference between money, you know, you make making money off your passion and making money off your projects. Do, do you have anything that you do on the side, Wendy, that, you know, that's outside of what your passion is, out of, you know, helping people and kind of, uh, uh, you know, using your experience and your expertise to help others? Do you do anything on the side? Yeah, I, I never really thought of having a side hustle until about 2018 when I built my first website that was supposed to be my side hustle. And so monetizing my blog started out as, um, you know, a business and something that I was just doing when I got bored of my job at work and <laughs> felt like it wasn't fulfilling to me anymore. And so I found that, you know, it's a helpful side gigs. I mean, I, I do sometimes, like I've told you, you know, yeah, I'll help you build your website. And it's not a skill that I ever thought I would have, but it is something that I can monetize into, um, you know, and also I do actually bring it into my business because I help people who I'm working with that are social entrepreneurs review what's going on with their website and give them suggestions on how to kind of update some things or fix some things so that it's easier for them to get 
donors or clients or whatever it is they're trying to get. So it's a skill that I've turned into part of my business. And then I do separately from my business, do healing practices. So I work with crystals and Reiki and all these other things like sound healing. And I hadn't really figured out what I was going to do with that as it wasn't going to be a complete business. <laughs> One of our other friends does Reiki as a business. And it's not like I was ever thinking of doing it in that way, but I do want to be able to provide the service if people want it and to monetize it essentially. And so I did, and people have been paying me for Reiki for over a year and a half. And I, I, I choose who I work with at that level because it's a very um, intimate sort of service. And then for the sound healing, I actually have uh, meditations on an, a web um, platform called Gumroad. And so those, the sound healing, but has just been, you know, kind of a side gig again for me as, as a part of my healing journey. And I turned that into something that I can monetize too. And so I've been um, trying to remember to bring traffic over there and tell people that those are even there, because I think a lot of folks that I have um, worked with that I've given some of my sound healing files to, um, a lot of them use them for sleep. And I haven't ever really thought to connect the topic of sleep and how people are sleeping as social entrepreneurs with a, a resource like a sound healing meditation or something like that. So more to come on how I'm going to continue to monetize those things. And then we have this podcast, which is also sort of a side gig for us because it's not really a, a um, monetized thing yet. But I think that, you know, it's something that we hope to and we will be monetizing eventually. But at least for now, Rodrigo and I have been working really hard at thinking through, well, what is the purpose of this and how are we going to support our businesses with this, um, with this little podcast? So that's, I think, all my thoughts, Rodrigo, about where, where I'm at with my side gigs. And, and I'm going to be very frank with you. You know, I knew that you do all of those things, but I didn't know that you were already monetizing or realizing some type of income from them. And I think that would come to a surprise to a lot of folks that are listening right now. You know, and I think it just goes to show that as an entrepreneur, you have to be flexible in where you do derive your income. That, you I know, even monetized my backyard recently. <laughs> so did, I was in a how did you monetize your backyard? I, this is, I'm telling you, I've been on this hustle like lately where I'm like, what have I not monetized? I added Google ads to my website last night. And this past week, I had a Rover dog. I had my very first Rover dog. And so I monetized my backyard because I was in a conversation here on Clubhouse where we were talking about all your assets and making sure that your assets are working for you. And so if, if you have a house or something you're renting as an asset, that's one thing. But I was like, well, why is my house that I live in not working for me? And so I was thinking about it as a resource and I said, I can totally fit another dog in here and uh, be just fine with the space that I have. And so I've committed to rovering well-behaved dogs and three days, a hundred bucks. Hey, monetize the backyard. <laughs> now it's got groceries, buddy. <laughs> Absolutely love that. No, no, no. Let me tell you why this topic came about. So when I was planning a trip to Denver a while back, I wanted to go biking. Right. And so I was like, well, you know, uh, my friend, in fact, uh, Michelle, our, our mutual friend, you know, I asked her, like, where can I get a bike? You know, this and that. She goes, I don't know, you know, this and that. I went online and there's a there's a service called uh, Spin Lister. Sp yeah, Sp Spin Lister. Basically, it's like an it's like a Uber or, or an Airbnb for bicycles. And I thought it was a great idea. So, you know, I actually put down some money. I created an account 
put down some money. I was like, okay, I'm going to rent this bike. Well, Michelle uh, told us it was going to be cold. And the one thing I absolutely despise is riding a bike in the cold. So I canceled that. However, that gave me the idea. And I said, man, I have two bikes. I have two really nice bikes. Why don't I put them on there and rent them out here in San Antonio? And that's what I did, Wendy. And this weekend, I was riding my bike. And uh, I, I had an accident in my, in my not an accident. I, I had a flat on my bike. So I went to go fix it or whatnot. And guess what happened, Wendy? Yesterday, I you got You saw a somebody hit. riding the other bike? No, no, no. Somebody uh, wanted to rent my bike. But I, I wasn't, I didn't have it ready. So I had to cancel it. And I felt terrible because I was like, ah, oh, you know, this is the damn reason I have these bikes and blah, blah, blah. But I also thought of it and said, ah, you know, because per day rental is uh, $31. $31. I delivered the bike, blah, 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 right? And then I thought about it. I was like, ah, 31 bucks, blah, 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 right? But then I started thinking. I said, man, I can't be like that. I can't. I got to think of it as income that's coming into me. I can't think of it as just throwaway money nowadays, right? Or just, you know, dinner money or this and that. Yeah, I need to go ahead and incorporate that into my mindset and say, hey, this is one of the income streams that I have that's going to provide me for my income. It may not be my income for my passion project, but it's income nonetheless. And like you said, Randy, and I'm so happy you just brought that up. There shouldn't be, first of all, there shouldn't be any shame in monetizing any aspect that you have. Anything that you have that's a resource and you can monetize it, I am all for it. If you want to go out there and Uber and deal with people, go for it. If you want to pick up somebody's groceries, go for it. You want to deliver food? Go for it. If you want to rent your bike out so somebody can else can ride it, go for it. If you want to take care of somebody's dog, go for it. I don't think there should be any shame with that. But more importantly, we really do need to treat those as part of our income and not shy away from it and treat that money differently. And I think that's the second one that I want. Uh, that's the, kind of the second point that I want to allude to: making sure that when your mind mindset over money, that it doesn't matter where the income comes from. You know, granted, we all want our passion projects to go up and, you know, blow up and we can help people and make money at the same time. That's great. And that's phenomenal. We all want that. And I wish that for everybody. But sometimes you're not there yet. That's when it's okay. That's when I feel like, hey, you need to think of other things. And what a great example, Wendy, that you said, hey, I have a backyard here. I love dogs. My dog is very friendly. I have a space that's very welcoming to dogs. Hey, let me go ahead and monetize my backyard. What a great concept. So today, this morning, I was actually talking to two clients and I got done and then I was getting prepared for this room. And then it, it, it reminded me, I was like, yeah, we're going to talk about that. Man, I started cleaning my bikes. I got the I got the, uh, the, the WD-40, the bike chain degreaser. I got the hose out. Start, start, I'm not done yet. I'm going to get back to it once I'm done. But I started doing that because like you, Wendy, there's, there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't monetize what you can monetize. And I'm really happy that that kind of example just came out of nowhere because that's really what I wanted to talk about. Another person that kind of reminds me of that is uh, Christina, Christina Campos. She's the founder of the Impactful Parent, which is an app that's available. You can download it on iOS or on Android. It's a fantastic parenting app that helps parents 
uh, especially uh, you know uh, preteens and teens and whatnot, kind of deal with all the everyday issues. If you want to be a better parent, I strongly recommend that you download that app. Uh, we we co-host a room every Friday on Clubhouse as well. Fridays, uh, 11 o'clock Central, uh, 12 o'clock Eastern, where we talk about you know various things parenting, right? How to be a better and an impactful parent. And one thing that, that she and I had talked about one time was, you know, income stream. And she told me, and it's very funny when she told you, know, she said it, she says, yeah, I'm an Airbnb slumlord. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> she said, I'm an Airbnb slumlord, right? But that's where she makes her money, right? It's not her passion. And hey, I'm, I'm going to be an Airbnb slumlord too, so don't talk shit. <laughs> I'm trying to do no, that no, my no. house. <laughs> like, Christina, I'm about to hit you up. <laughs> So, so no, but my point is that's not her passion. It's not something that I don't see her being like a super host, although she has, she definitely could be, but it doesn't strike me as she's one of those people that she's like a super host and then, or maybe she is right. Who knows? But at the end of the day, I know that that's not her passion project. I know that impact, the impactful parent is her passion project. That's the one that, I mean, when she talks about business, she talks about helping people. She talks about, you know, reaching to kids and, and just trying to help people move the needle forward when it comes to parenting and when it comes to their children. Uh, uh, Christina is, is, is passionate, uh, a damn near fanatical about reaching folks through the impactful parent. And you can see her passion when we have those talks uh, uh, here at Clubhouse or when I speak to her or when we're texting. I, I can just tell, like, man, that's what she really wants to make her impact. That's what she's wants to leave her legacy. right? And I commend her for that. And I admire that. But at the same time, she knows, Hey, I still need to have some other income in the meantime. And she does her Airbnb business and she does, she does great. That's her moneymaker. She's going out there. She's doing it. Is it, is it something that she's looking to be passionate about or like leave a legacy? I don't know for certain, but I, I can I will pay place money that she's probably not looking to do that with that. At the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter, right? Her mind is over her money. Hey, I need the money for X, Y, and Z, whatever the reasons are. It doesn't matter where it comes from right now. And when things are tough with the impactful parents, she knows, hey, I got I got Airbnb uh, resources and I got money streams coming in from there. I don't have to worry about this. That's when you start developing a mind over money mindset. When you have all these different revenue streams coming in from different sources. And especially when you are an entrepreneur and when you're starting off your business and you're trying to do your own thing, it is critical to maximize every possible revenue source. Uh, Wendy with the excellent example there of, you know, Hey, my backyard is available. There's an app that allows me to dog sit. I love dogs. This is a this is a no brainer. I'm gonna be here anyways with my dog on the keyboard. Why not do that? That's an excellent move. Wendy, did you wanna provide any feedback or discuss anything that I said? Or do you wanna just go straight to Christina and ask her about her Airbnb slumlord business? <laughs> no, I definitely don't want to welcome Jason to the stage. Thanks for joining us. I know you put some stuff in the chat, so I can't wait to hear what you have to say. But I think with the I was just, you were just finishing on something that I wanted to say, I have to remember what it was, but I, I was thinking about when you were giving the example of the bikes that I remember you sending me that link to the bike thing. And this is something I struggle with all the time. What if somebody breaks my thing? 
or what if I have to fix it as a result of, you know, what if, what if I let somebody stay in my slumlord house and then they break all the things because it's already broken or whatever, you know, <laughs> I don't know what the situation is, but I always struggle with, um, it, there's something personal that I feel like I'm giving up when I'm doing those kinds of things. Whereas even with the dogs, you know, I'm giving up my time and my attention from my dog and she gets jealous sometimes and then I'm giving it to this other dog, you know, so there's always an energetic price to the exchange. But if you're okay with that price, like you said, the Ubering only when it's a certain event or only at a certain time, then there's no reason why you shouldn't think about these things, you know, where can I monetize every, what, what streams have I not explored yet? And if it doesn't take out of your joy, your joy bank of things that you want to do that week, then why not do it? So I think that's all I wanted to add, but Hey, Jason, what's up? How y'all doing? Jason, welcome to the stage, man. And I, I appreciate you commenting in the chat room and uh, just kind of giving some, some feedback there. What would you like to add right now to the conversation? Well, I mean, I, you guys brought up a lot of points. Um, one, your joy bank and your experience bank. Um, you're exchanging your time. You know, they can be leverages or benefits. And as I'm exiting the poor mindset in my own life and doing my own things and restructuring things, I really look at the value that I exchange with on a daily basis, like a self-assessment. So when it comes to making money, I, I never can forget how money's the tool, right? But it's also a gateway to uh, what we believe in. And a lot of people say, well, I want to make more money. I want to make, say, like a couple million dollars so that I don't have to be in debt. But if you never cured the problem of how you got into debt to begin with, no matter what money stream or income stream you're, you're messing with or, or investing with, you're going to end up right back in the same place. And I forget what book I read a long time ago about lottery winners and losers. And the common theme that they had that really caught my attention was they never corrected of their own self-trust and belief. So when you're making these income streams and, and using words like passive income, aggressive income, master income, it's still income. And when people like experiment with the terms of identity, I'm an entrepreneur, entrepreneur, um, it's like, it's adding a little extra labels. So what I asked earlier in the chat was many of us want to monetize things, but, uh, do we ever re realize what we want to do it for? And when we come to find out what it's for, is it really funding you? In the long run, is it funding your, your peace and your mindset? Because when you look at how people spend, if you looked at your balance sheet, if you took every penny, every nickel, every quarter, every dime, every percent, and put it in a, into a report, and you looked at how much goes out versus what comes in, that's really going to tell you what really should I be monetizing with. What value am I receiving as I exchange? And that's the thing that where I want to land the plane is making the difference of living without exhausting. That's all I got to say. Yeah, those are great points, Jason. Honestly, I think a lot of folks uh, do need to realize where your boundaries are. You know, Wendy, you, you brought up a great boundary for yourself, right? You said, I'm not certainly, I'm not comfortable 
you know, lending my bike out? What if it gets broken or stolen or blah, 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 right? And th those are valid reasons, you know? And, and so for you, though, you're totally okay with bringing another pet. Somebody else may say, like, oh, I could not bring somebody's pet into my house. That's, that's ridiculous, you know? I wouldn't want to do that, this and that. So every person has different boundaries, different parameters for what's okay and what's not okay. And I think J Jason brings a great point. Um, wh when does money become supersede that, right? When, when does money become more important than your comfort, right? And so, for example, like myself, I, I could not see myself doing Uber just for the sake that, like, other folks coming into my car and I like a very clean car. And somebody comes in with muddy shoes, oh, that, that would be it. I would have to, like, drop them off five miles away from where they're going. <laughs> Just drop them off there. Hey, man. I sorry, would be guys. the hiker with the muddy shoes. Like, hey, bro, you go give me a ride. And you'd be like, I hate you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I would, I would be so bad. I would be like, no, you're going to mess up my leather or something. You know, no, no, that's okay. But, but okay, again, when does the money take precedence over your comfort, over your security? And you have to make those decisions. I know that there's another app. And uh, again, I saw this like two days ago, but there's an app called Neighbor. And the Neighbor app allows you to, if you have extra space in your house, to rent it out, rent out that space to somebody else so they can store stuff in your house. I would not be comfortable with that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so funny, right? Because I'm totally comfortable with going into somebody else's house a la airbnb right spending the night there doing whatever you know hanging out eating food da, 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 da. but i'm not comfortable with holding somebody's materials in my garage you know because in my mind in my mind state mind state i'm like what if there's a bomb or what are there drugs or some shit you know <laughs> so it's a variety of things right but again jason brings up some fantastic points in what what, what is your what is your boundary what are your parameters where do you draw the line and making sure that you don't cross that line? Because the last thing you want to do is making money anxiously, right? I mean, and I don't mean anxiously that that's a bad thing because sometimes when we go to client calls, this and that, yeah. I'm talking about anxiously performing these tasks that they're not even part of your price requirement. There are things that you have to do and you're like, oh, this and that. Now you're dealing with this all for the sake of that. It's really just, it comes down to a kind of a balance between the two and how important and how necessary it is. I want to welcome everybody that's here. Uh, this is the Social Impact Level Up Club. We hold discussions twice a week, in fact, on entrepreneurship and going through this journey. Wendy and myself and others that have joined us here on stage and in the audience are sharing our experiences as entrepreneurs. And today our topic is mind over money when your money doesn't mind. And so right now what we were talking about is various ways to kind of grow and monetize various aspects of your of your uh, uh, income stream. With that said, though, I want to go on to the third point. Before I go to the third point, I want to kind of give Wendy uh, a question and see how she answers it. And so, Wendy, what do you do when your money doesn't mind? And in other words, when, you know, and, and I've had this experience uh, recently myself. In fact, let me share my experience and then we, I can get your experience as well. 
But recently, I actually had to uh, have some money withheld from me. And it totally, totally threw everything off. Totally jacked me up. I was not expecting this. I, you know, I, 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 without getting into too many details, there was a, there was a hold place on my bank account. It was ridiculous. Uh, Wendy knows this. Uh, she, I mean, we, we chat in a group chat and we talk, but I had my money held up and I literally had maybe a couple thousand dollars to my name that I could actually have in my possession. And that really messed me up. That really jacked me up. I almost canceled two trips that I had planned already months in advance. And I had already planned on going over there to uh, New York and to uh, Zion National Park. And the whole anxiety, the whole anxiousness, all this other stuff. At the end of the day, I figured it out, right? But it really did sink into me. I was like, man, my, my, my money doesn't care if I need it. You know, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. There's other forces out there that are working against me sometimes. You know, am I prepared for that? And how do I feel about that? And I've suddenly realized that I was in a very precarious situation where I felt uh, uh, two things. One was I wasn't diversified enough. And, uh, and I was diversified in a sense because I was able to access some money through my crypto investments. But I still wasn't diversified enough. That was the first thing. And then the second thing was I finally felt that pinch. And I think you and I, Wendy, we spoke about this offline. But I finally felt that pinch, that, that, that kind of that, that urgency, if you will, that I needed, to be honest, that, that I didn't have for a while. That, oh, man, this shit is real. Like, I really need to, you know, make this happen and do this and do that. And so uh, uh, with that experience said, how do you feel like, have you ever had that moment, Wendy? And if you did, when your money didn't mind, how did you approach that? Yeah, I think uh, I've had several of those moments recently when uh, my Texas unemployment ended. That was, I knew it was coming eventually, but I just didn't think about it. And I had to go on to using all of my savings for my rent every month, which is so expensive. And so then my apartment decided to add $130 to my rent every month. And it really was going to be a, a bad relationship on my end with this apartment. So I had to make a decision of what am I going to do with my living situation? That's where I'm like, okay, my house is much cheaper to live in. I'm going to move back to Maryland and I'm not making the return on my investment um, that I want with my renter being in the house versus me being over here in Houston, spending way more money to live in an apartment. So I think that there's a lot of choices that still come into this conversation when you realize, oh, exactly like you did, you know, I'm not in the best situation that I want to be in, but in the situation that I'm in, there's still opportunity and I need to look for the opportunity. And so just like Jason said, is it where I'm spending? And that was the analysis that I had to do. And I know I appreciate what you're sharing, Jason, because I definitely had to sit down and look at my expenses and say, okay, well, where am I spending frivolously here in Houston? Where, what are my real living expenses and what am I possibly going to face moving to Maryland for, you know, the, the return on, 
moving versus staying here, it was going to be thousands of dollars difference. And so I had to lower my cost of living in order to really feel like I want to feel and which is, okay, I know the amount that's coming in pretty consistently now, and I will be comfortable with that when I lower my cost of living and making those choices and making the actions, you know, it still means that I have to pack up my whole house and drive the dog and get rid of my plants. If anybody needs a big giant aloe, let me know. And you're happy to be located in Houston. <laughs> so it's really just, it's a lot of stuff. And you have to think about all of those things in addition to, you know, if you're worrying about the money, you're spending so much energy there. So I don't really spend my energy there. I realize there's these points where we're like, okay, we got to take action, we got to take action. And then I go and just do the actions, but I don't do haphazard um, random actions necessarily. <laughs> I really look at critically well what are the steps that I need and so lowering my cost of living was one of them so yeah but I wanted to welcome um, Brian to the stage Mr. Ryan we don't I don't follow you but I'm going to follow you I hope you'll join our club and uh, welcome to the conversation today you know you've been listening for a minute so what do you ins have in inspiration to share I mean I was just kind of observing I, I saw the title in the room and uh, I vibe with that it's not a perspective many people have you know most people have it complete opposite <laughs> so i thought that was interesting um but yeah i mean i resonated with it just because you know i'm an energetic psychologist so you know basically what that is is just studying the psychology of energy and the behavior of it and how it's intertwined in every little thing we do and connects to specific frequencies and you know that has to do with creating healing destroying um pretty much everything because <laughs> everything is energy including money including finances um you know i think that's a big part of where you know a lot of people kind of mess up when it comes to money is they see it in a physical aspect you know what i mean but in reality money is nothing more than a, a frequency that you tap into and you'll either create or you know attract it naturally if you learn how to tap in that into that, you know, in the right manner. So, um, you know, it's not, <laughs> it's nothing more to do with rather than with just your, you know, your state of mind and your lifestyle that puts you in a high vibrational state that, you know, allows you to work with that energy, AKA money, um, you know, value. And so, you know, that's why I kind of like the title. It's mind over money. That's literally what it is, uh, you, know, you know, on a scientific level. So it's um, it's really beautiful, honestly. Thank you so much, Ryan, Ryan uh, for sharing that. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, money is energy, right? Uh, the way we, we get it, the way we give it, uh, how it comes into our lives. And I think that's why it's really important to make sure that it is good energy, that it is, quote unquote, good money. I know that sounds very mobsterish, right? I like right? we're not out here money laundering, y'all. But at the end of the day, you gotta feel good about the money that you make, right? Uh, Christina, I know that we we were talking and we we made a reference, and again, she was the one that said it, so now I just run with the joke that she says she's an Airbnb slumlord, right? But I know that she's not. I know that she does a great job with her Airbnb, and that's where it makes her her money. I know that uh, the type of person that she is. I know that whatever our Airbnb um, hosting capacity that she has, she does it with good intent and does it in a good vibrational aspect. I've seen and heard some Airbnb horror stories, 
And that's when you see those hosts and people like that that have a money over mind mindset where they don't really care how they get the money. They just want the money to come in. So they will have a crummy Airbnb place. Uh, things won't be up to standard, up to par. Even like Wendy right now, right? When she was given the example about the Rover, uh, uh, the app, you know, she said, hey, I, I already love pets. What better way to have your pet be pet sit, right? Than by somebody that actually loves dogs, right? That's good energy. That's going to be a good experience for your dog. That, that's what you really want. Uh, myself with the bikes, I take care of my bikes. I, I you know, I, I would want somebody to treat them the same way. When somebody, you know, rents out a bike for me, they're going to get a nice bike. Why? Because I want to give that good energy. I want to give good vibes. Hey, look, here's my bike. I take care of it by showing them that they're going to do the same thing. And it also relates to our passion projects, right? When it comes to our advocacy for whatever passion or, or, or cause that we have, it's really important to have that energy. And I think uh, back to what Brian was saying, you know, um, the, the folks that have been here on stage and, and uh, they're on the mezzanine, I, everybody has great energy from the experiences that I've had with them. And again, I want to point out Christina, because when we are talking about parenting, right, we have some really tough conversations sometimes. And the conversations can go all kinds of ways. But because of her energy, because of her passion and her attitude, you know, the conversations have always been so welcoming, thoughtful, and kind-hearted. And it really makes a difference. And I think that's why it is very critical that, you know, you, 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 you have good energy. And if it's not received or it's met with bad energy, then you got to make a decision. Hey, maybe this isn't for me. You know, I don't, for example, I don't go to that room. Yeah, that was the last time I go to that room. I don't need that energy. They're not going to receive it well. Okay, great. I don't need to get that energy back. You know, if I have a bad experience, you know, with a bike, I may just have to say like, hey, you know what? Uh, my bike got messed up. The company didn't do anything. That's it. I'm not going to be able to put, put it on there. So I really appreciate you sharing that and how uh, important and a key that is when it comes to uh, our money and making sure that we have a mind over money mindset. Here's a good story, Rodrigo, about your money not minding, but your money coming back for you when you needed it. So I was waiting for my return, my tax return last year for five months. And when I finally received it, it was at a time that I had already lost my job. I was already doing the unemployment thing, but I hadn't quite gotten my unemployment yet. And it was a month where I was going to have to start significantly dipping into my savings. And I remember just getting all of a sudden this like huge thousands of dollars, random check that I was not even expecting in the mail. And what happened was I left a zero or something off of my account number and they couldn't electronically transfer it. So they snail mail sent it to the wrong address and then it finally got forwarded to me. But it was months and months and months delayed just because of COVID and then all that other stuff happened. So by the time I got it I was like calling them like where is my tax refund but it just showed up when I needed it and so it definitely wasn't minding it was minding its own business for a very long time and then by the time it showed up 
with me, I it was when I vibrationally actually really felt the need for additional funds. And then there all of a sudden it was. So that was one time that that happened. Then recently, I remember about a year ago, I said, well, I am renting my house and I we agreed to a $40 more increase a month. And the, I looked at the statement from the rental organization that manages it and they hadn't charged the additional $40 a month for this entire last year. So all of a sudden now I end up getting another $500 that I didn't even know that I was looking for, but I could appreciate. And it just came, you know, out of nowhere because the guy said, oh yes, I had the paperwork and I, I see, you know, right here that I should have been paying this amount and so I'll just pay it. And so he just paid it all in one lump sum, no big deal, right? So we're, we're on and good for the next month and a half that he's going to be there. And then there was another time recently where this happened to, oh, with my escrow account, same thing. I had upped the amount that I pay in my monthly mortgage for this house that this guy is renting. And there was an escrow over overage. And just when I was about to pull money out of my, my savings account and move it over to my daily living account to pay the rent, here comes 600 extra dollars from an escrow um, overage in the mail that I wasn't even expecting. And it looked like it was a credit card um, a credit card offer and I almost threw it away. <laughs> so this is again, back to your point, Rodrigo, like, yes, your money decides not to mind sometimes, but I think what we were just talking about with Ryan is really also true when you're putting yourself in a certain vibrational alignment, I have noticed, and I was trying to describe this to somebody the other day, that it is, um, it's almost still aud an oddity to me when this happens, but it shouldn't be an oddity because I've realized that this is how entrepreneurship works, that the, the energy comes back to you that you've been putting out at the time that it's supposed to. And so, and these are two, three good examples of how that happened to me in the last like year. Absolutely love it. I, that, that's, that's always good when that money is just there when you need it, right? When least expected. I, as I had mentioned before, I had some account, my accounts that were basically blocked and I did, I was, I was going to cancel some trips and just like you, Wendy, I, I just happened to remember, I, I had some, I divested some crypto that I had and it just so happened that it would deposit into my PayPal account instead of my bank account. And that's how I was able to fund my trip <laughs> because it didn't go straight to my bank account. And so, and, and I know it sounds very fishy, like I'm involved with drugs or something, but I'm not. It just, it was just a error. It's, it's been fixed since. And again, it goes back to that energy, right? I really felt like, you know, that, that I had that, um, I had that moment because I just didn't fret about it. I didn't get anxious about it. I just said like, okay, well, here it is. What am I going to do? And the money just came to me. Uh, the money just, it, it was just like, Hey, you know what? You got these investments over here. They're not tied to any bank. So you don't got to worry about the deposit. Just go straight to you. With that said, I want to thank everybody for coming through. My name is Rodrigo. My co-host Wendy. Appreciate everybody, and you have a great day. Bye, guys.